Hello, everyone. Welcome to the TravCon podcast. I'm Rachel Altam, your host. Today, we are welcoming Fusion Medical Staffing, a platinum sponsor of TravCon, and they are here to discuss how Fusion provides extra backing for travelers. Fusion Medical Staffing's um, Chief Clinical Officer, Amber Barnett, and experienced nursing recruiter, Kendall Hazel, talk through how their team supports travelers and walk through real-life scenarios travelers might experience while on assignment. Please um, welcome their communications expert who will be moderating their discussion and providing them with questions, Leah Kempel. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Super excited um, to hear what you guys have to say today. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for having us. We're super excited to be here. Definitely. Yes. Thank you, Rachel, for having us. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. So I'll get us started. Um, Like Rachel said, my name is Leah Kimple. I'm the public relations strategist at Fusion Medical Staffing. And I'm really just here to kind of facilitate and ask our actual healthcare travel experts, Amber and Kendall, some questions that can help empower you to be the best you can be in your travel career. Um, So let's start with some introductions. Um, Amber Barnett, like Rachel said, is our chief clinical officer. Amber, do you mind explaining uh, your experience in the healthcare industry and how your current position at Fusion empowers Fusion travelers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have been in healthcare for over 25 years. Um, I've been a registered nurse since the late 90s, had the opportunity to work for many years, um, providing patient care at the bedside. Um, Also had a lot of experience with um, Joint Commission, built out um, their unannounced program um, readiness when I was still in the hospital setting. Uh, Prior to leaving um, the hospital side, I was uh, running, I was house supervisor, oversaw our internal float pool, and really had the opportunity to serve um, really every branch within our our healthcare staffing team. Um, Since uh, moving to the staffing side, I've been in the industry about 14 and a half years. Uh, I have um, really done all facets, so uh, clinical support as well as compliance and credentialing support. Um, Have a lot of experience with uh, healthcare clients, so uh, acute care and post-acute care facilities, um, really partnering with them and fi- um, determining the best ways for us to help them meet their target staffing um, strategy um, while supporting really each each initiative that they have that they've been working on. So um, I've had a lot of just vast experience within kind of both sides of the realm, both myself being on the side where I was needing staff and then on the other side where um, I'm hoping to help facilities put in place not only their traveler healthcare our traveler staffing programs, but also helping them to um, better facilitate how do we um, how do they find and retain perm staff, permanent staff members. Um, at, here at Fusion Medical Staffing, I really uh, have the opportunity to partner not only with everyone internally here at Fusion, but also all of our travelers and our clients. So I have a team of registered nurses. Um, some of them actually historically were Fusion travelers, which has been incredibly helpful um, for them to have actually walked in the traveler's shoes. Um, but we are here to support our travelers and our clients every step of the journey. So from the time they're looking at traveling, uh, support throughout their assignments. So um, should the client have any questions or need us to help uh, partner and maybe coach somebody up on a skill, um, or our travelers are reaching out and asking for support and how to handle different situations at the facility, um, I have a, a strong team of nurses that are here to assist them. Um, and then I also have a, a very large team of compliance uh, compliance teammates that help to ensure that we are fully credentialed, compliant, and maintain um, state, and, state, federal, and um, facility-specific uh, compliance specs throughout the length of the assignment. So a few different facets that I have the opportunity to support. Uh, Kendall and, and his teams, uh, we work very closely hand in hand, just making sure that um, we really give that travel, that 360 support that they need and deserve while on assignment along with the client. Yeah, I'm super excited to actually talk about your guys' partnership today. Um, having you uh, as part of the Fusion Medical Staffing team has been so excited. We've loved having you here. Um, still fairly new. Uh, less, are we at six months yet? We are not. Uh, we are at four months and four months and four days. It feels like you've been here forever. (laughs) We have a good crew here. They've welcomed me, which has been amazing. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, And then Kendall Hazel, an experienced nursing recruiter. Kendall, do you mind explaining some of your experience as a recruiter and then uh, what recruiters actually do for travelers? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I've been here about five years. Uh, some days it feels like it's been 10. Some days it feels like I've been here for just a couple months. Uh, it's something new every day. It really is um, as far as recruiting goes, because um, I think what people from the outside looking in think uh, a recruiter does is just sign contracts all day long. It's like there's so much more that goes into it. And Amber already kind of touched on it, that it's a very collaborative process between you know, the sales staff, uh, clinical compliance. I mean, even marketing, there's so much overlap with what we do uh, for, for the entire traveler experience. And, and that term 360, it really is a 360 thing. It's not just, hey, I found you a job. Hey, sign it. Okay, great. We'll talk to you in 13 weeks. Um, as a recruiter, you're there every step of the way from, from that first initial phone call all the way to the day they decide to go somewhere else, go staff, uh, maybe quit nursing altogether. You never know. But whatever challenge comes from that first initial phone call to the very end of your communication, I mean, you're as a recruiter, at least as a good recruiter, you're there every step of the way. So I'm excited to, to be here and explain a little bit more about how we collab here at Fusion and, and what we can do to give, again, that, that 360 experience for, for our travelers. Yeah, you guys are two like full rock stars at Fusion. I think that this conversation is going to be super amazing and it's super helpful for, you know, every traveler who ranging from, you know, a brand new traveler to someone who's been traveling for a long time. I think that this is going to be super beneficial. Uh, so kind of the theme of our conversation that we're working through today is how travelers can advocate for themselves in various situations and how the Fusion Medical staffing team is working to make sure that they're always supported. Um, so Amber and Kendall, uh, like we've kind of hit on already, they have so much experience empowering travelers in their careers. So I'm just going to kind of go through and ask some questions on travelers' behalves and have them walk us through how they would handle some real life scenarios that they might experience on assignment. And we'll also talk about uh, some of the stuff that you can expect to see at TravCon whenever uh, we're there and if travelers come to visit our booth. So are you guys ready to get started? Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. So we kind of already hit on, hit on this, but let's talk a little bit more about how you guys actually overlap. How do our recruiters and our clinical team work together to help travelers navigate their careers? Kendall, do you want to start with that one? Uh, absolutely. Um, I lean on clinical pretty often, and there's some people who probably see my name pop up on their email or on their team's chat pretty regularly. Um, one thing to understand, too, is that most of us here as recruiters, we don't have healthcare backgrounds. Our healthcare knowledge comes from this job and learning by, honestly, osmosis, trial by error. Sometimes it's being naive on a phone call and just asking the traveler you're talking to some questions acting like a little bit of a master, but learning from the traveler as you go, because it's it truly is a process that takes some time. And we have a great training program that teaches us about modalities and, and what nurses do. I mean, there's so many different types of nurses. It's a lot of knowledge that we try and pack into a few weeks. Um, but because of that, Amber touched on it. We have a team of uh, our clinical team is full of nurses, people who actually have done the job and know what they're talking about. Uh, even better yet, we have uh, sales members who, yeah, have been travelers for Fusion that I lean on all the time. We have um, PCU nurse who now works at Fusion, uh, PACU, L&D. We have an oncology and infusion nurse on our team. We have tons of people who are on the sales side that are also nurses. So I reach out to them constantly for help. And if not them, if I can't get a quick answer, it's go to the experts. Let's go to our clinical team, because in the end, we don't know a lot of the meds we're talking about, if somebody brings up a med situation or a certain type of patient, Google can only be so helpful when it's in, you know, a setting like an actual acute, you know, hospital issue, whatever it might be. So leaning on our team in that sense is so important because I'm not going to act like an expert when it comes to something really serious, like a med error or something like that. I'm calling Amber's team for sure before I, before I make a mistake or do something I'm not supposed to, right? So that's that's one small way we collab. Um, there's so many others, but I mean, that's what first comes to mind for me when it comes to this this team. Yeah, did you, Amber, did you have anything to add to that? I did, only thing I'd want to add is, um, I think Kendall touched on it, which was fantastic, but we, like our clinical liaison, so my, my team there from the very beginning when someone starts, we start with just educating and working with our recruitment and client facing teammates to really help kind of coach them up on some of the basics. And, um, but part of that, uh, 
part of that training where we're we call it the pit um, is what our training program is called. But part of that training encompasses not only um, giving them that information uh, about just different facilities, types of facilities, you know, average patient assignments, et cetera, but also um, really making sure that they know how to get in, in contact with us. That is what we're here for. Um, we continue to um, add more and more teammates to our clinical team. And so I just, I think that partnership is so crucial and um, a big part of our just, um, our efforts are from the very beginning when when new sales teammates start are like, we're here, like call for anything. It's, you know, no question is too big or too small. And our team loves that. Part of make, what makes you love being in healthcare is you love serving people and helping. And so I think that helps to fill all of our buckets, which is is pretty incredible. Okay. So we've talked about how your team, the clinical team is supporting, you know, recruiters like Kindle. Um, what are some of the unique offerings that the clinical team has for our travelers whenever you guys are working with them? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're working with our travelers, um, uh, Kendall alluded to this a little bit, but we have a really diverse variety of backgrounds and experiences from our clinical team. So that allows our team to really connect with each of our travelers on a level that that makes sense to the traveler. Um, our team also is able to help if they're looking for continuing education, maybe there's specific courses for licensure needed. Our team is um, very, very uh, well-versed in the different states, the different CE requirements, what's needed to be able to even apply for a license. So we can walk them through those steps, which um, I always kind of laugh. I'm like, you know, I thought like licensure by endorsement can't be that hard. I know form reads the same and I've been doing this a long time and I still, uh, I'm like, uh, can you just read this with me? Let's make sure we're all on the same page. Like, so um, I think that's a huge benefit of having somebody that's actually done the endorsement process, being able to speak to, hey, here's some key things, things to think about. Um, and then also, you know, here's a great, uh, a reputable site for you to do this different CEU opportunity or offering. Um, the other items are just our team helps to, to coach teammates up and get them ready for travel. Uh, we currently have one of our um, clinical liaisons that's partners with one of our teams. And it was really great because he used to actually be a traveler for Fusion. And now he will actually talk to travelers and really just help them get ready for the beginning of that assignment. Here's some great questions to ask. Here's some things to think about. Um, but then also making sure that our travelers know, hey, if you need me and you need any, any help at all, please reach out. That's what we're here for. And I think really um, at the heart of what we do is is having a positive impact. We always say like having a positive impact on everyone we touch and for our clinical team, for um, for our recruitment team, for all of us, it's really, we get to have that impact on patients through the, the people that we work with and that travel with Fusion. And so um, our team really takes that seriously and makes sure that every step of the way they have, um, they have access, they have, you know, mentoring, coaching. Um, even sometimes it's just someone to say, look, I, I had a really rough day. I don't need you to, I don't need you to intervene, but I would just like to to talk with somebody about and kind of debrief after my day today. And that's really what we're here for. That has to be such an amazing benefit for, you know, people who are moving from facility to facility. Maybe it's a little harder to build a community. So to have, you know, a team like our clinical team, that has to be such an amazing benefit to them. So here's Absolutely. <laughs> I hear the feedback I, I, from our travelers. We hear, you know, nothing but positive feedback because we are part of that lifeline. Right. And and also just I, I think it all honestly starts with the partnership. Um, our clinical and I feel like our clinical and sales teams work really well together. And we all realize that we're all part of the, the puzzle that leads to a successful assignment. And so um, when you have everyone that really wants to do the best thing for everyone involved, I think that makes everything just go much more, much more smoothly. Um, but then also for those travelers, you know, depending on the facility, some facilities are, um, you know, you may be one traveler uh, in the in, in the entire unit, or there could be several travelers. So you don't always know, you know, potentially the, the community you're going into. And so it can feel easy to maybe be isolated. Maybe it's your first travel assignment. And, um, you know, maybe it's your first time being away from home or your family. So I think having that lifeline of your recruiter, but also having that um, that that clinical person, because we do have the opportunity to see, you know, there are, are general accepted um, standards of care or practices, you know, best practices, depending on how you want to refer to them. But they there can be some variance among facilities. So sometimes it's also just nice to talk to one of our teammates that says, you know, um, talk me through what, what they're asking you to do and say, you know what, that 
that actually isn't unsafe. It is just a, a difference in how they're how they're delivering that care. And to be able to speak to that and maybe even provide resources, or maybe we have another traveler that has been there that they can even can even talk to to say, hey, here's here's what worked best for me. So it's really connecting, um, really connecting all of those relationships and making sure that we're all doing the best thing for the traveler. That actually leads us really perfect into the next question that I had for you guys. Um, it's it's understandable that you know sometimes our travelers are gonna they're gonna have pain points and they're gonna they might struggle a little bit. They're you know working in healthcare. They're potentially juggling a lot. They're doing a lot. Um, can either of you think of a time where you had a traveler that was you know kind of kind of going through a rough time? They're struggling on their assignment, and a clinical team member um, or a recruiter was able to help get them back on track. Kendall, has one of, have one of your travelers ever experienced anything like that? And how did you handle it? Yeah, uh, it happens. It happens not a, a huge rate, but it does happen because um, traveling, it, it can be a huge change in your life, especially if it's the first time going away from home. Uh, maybe there's you know personal family issues, medical issues, whatever it may be, those things pop up. So um, it can it can add to somebody's struggle on an assignment if maybe they are in a unit that's a little more challenging than they expected because you can interview, get the offer and expect everything to go one way. You get there and it's completely different it does happen. You can't expect it to be perfect every single time. So, I mean, I can't pinpoint exactly single situations like that in my head, but it has happened. And in those moments, that's why having a really strong relationship with your recruiter from the jump is so important because um, you want that relationship piece there because you want to be able to have somebody to call and say, hey, I am having a rough time. What can we do to help out with this? In my opinion, ending an assignment is never the goal. That's That's obvious. But knowing that you have somebody to support you, if it does eventually get to that point, uh, that's huge because I don't, I, again, I don't want anyone's assignment to end early. I, I want to do anything we can to keep it. Um, but in the end, it does come down to patient care and it comes down to a nurse, you know, feeling healthy and happy to, to perform at a high level too. And if that means making a change, having a salesperson's voice, a recruiter's voice being there for you, but having a clinical person on the other line who can speak that same language too, if it does come down to something at the facility. To me, that's so important. And yeah, we have this introduction of a new kind of clinical liaison between sales and clinical. Uh, he's been doing an awesome job. I mean, that's why his position exists too, is to speak that language and give you that support that you need that you might not get from a recruiter who doesn't know exactly what you're going through. But in my opinion, that going back to the relationship piece, those conversations are so much easier to have if you have a strong foundation from the jump. So to me, if, if it does come down to a, hey, you're a little overwhelmed, let's see if they have another unit at this facility that's maybe your speed. Let's take a look at your resume together with our clinical team and say, hey, you know, maybe this, this med surge opening on like an ortho unit is more your speed. You have experience there. Let's see if they have an opening for you on something like that. Is it a shift change? You know, is there maybe a shift that could, could work out a little better with your schedule? So there's a lot of avenues to look at, but again, it starts with having a good relationship and being open and honest and saying, Kendall or whoever your recruiter is, I'm struggling. I need some help. What can you do for me? Let's work on this together. Let's loop in clinical and, and have a conversation uh, to put you in a good good situation and take care of the, these patients. I mean, that's what it comes down to in the long run. So that's amazing advice and a kind of a perfect baton pass to Amber to kind of ask, you know, on the clinical side of that, how are your team members helping travelers who may be struggling? Yeah. So, you know, the last several years has been just a really tumultuous and difficult environment, I think, for everyone as we navigated the challenges. And um, I think through with our clinical team and um, just some of the, the kind of exact circumstances, and I can think of a couple that, um, we've had that have come up a few a few different times that our teams help navigate. Um, one being when uh, we have travelers that are maybe asked to float to a different unit that is outside of their experience level. Uh, we were finding that we had a um, one common situation that we would, would work with was our travelers that were maybe in step down units um, being asked to float to the ER. And at, on the surface, it's, um, you know, they were concerned, like, I'm being asked to go to the ER. What does this mean? Um, but then our clinical team had the opportunity to really to really dig in. You partner with the client um, 
as well to understand what are the expectations. And what we found was a lot of ERs due to just the bed capacity were holding patients in the emergency room, but they were actually admitted. So um, they, yes, physically they were located in the emergency room or in rooms kind of off of, to the side of the emergency room, but they actually were inpatient. So they were no longer con considered emergency patients. They were actually considered inpatient. It just so happened there wasn't bed proximity to where the unit was. And so in those situations, you know, at first, uh, the just kind of the first um, thought of it, it's like, hey, we're going to send you to the ER. Um, and so just having the opportunity to really dissect and knowing that we had had you know, several different clients that had to make adjacent units or make um, kind of new units based on bed capacity. Uh, we really uh, knew some of the good questions to ask and knew how to partner and also then to let our, our travel know like this actually it is it's very safe. It's the level of care of, of, of patients that you are fully competent to care for. It just so happens it's in a different proximity. Um, one of the key things that we focused on there with the client and the travelers and our, our travelers were, you know, what, what does the support look like there? So is there going to be a charge nurse? Who do they escalate? Who do they have for assistance? Are there nurse aides within the, within the unit? Those types of questions. Um, and the more information that we had and we would, we would kind of equip and prepare our travelers with that information, that's what really helped those to be successful. Um, we actually found we have a lot of people that love working in like kind of like an ER holding area. They're like, this is fantastic. Um, so really kind of uh, found that they, they loved that and that flexibility. Um, but also, again, it was a, it was also extremely important for us to ensure that they were not the ER patients. We don't ever want somebody to, to go provide care in an area where they don't feel comfortable. Um, you know, we also had a, a few different situations where um, our uh, clinicians were being asked to um, maybe, you know, high, they had high ratios. They were, they already had a, a full patient load and with the amount of admissions that were coming in, um, it was really tough for them to, to take on additional patients. So with that on the surface, the patient, uh, nurse patient ratio seemed, seemed higher than we would want or that even myself personally would have felt uh, comfortable caring for. Um, but once we had the opportunity and worked with the facilities, um, many of the facilities were actually going to more of a team nursing model. And a lot of our nurses that we had were more used to a primary nursing care model. So with team nursing, it really focuses on how do you delegate what skills are um, within each person's um, skill set and then what is safe to delegate and what, what are those skills that the registered nurse would need to take. And so in those situations, again, it was, um, partnering and understanding the expectations from the client side to say, okay, what what are your expectations? What does the team nursing model mean to you? And then on our side, with, and working with our travelers, it was um, talking through, you know, yes, it may on the surface feel like you're you have additional patients, but here is the expansion of your team, and these are all of the resources that you have, and those are actually some really. Um, it really um, great conversations at the end when clinicians would come back and say, you know what, this I'd actually never worked in this model, but it really allowed me to do the things that I wanted to do at the top of my license. And it allowed me to use other members of the healthcare team to do those things that maybe were within their scope. And so um, I think anytime you have those types of situations, and it's so important to just start with asking questions of both sides and making sure that we know the full um, what is the full expanse of what we're dealing with before we just try to solve? Um, you know, probably early on in my career, I just went in, I'm going to solve the problem. And I just learned that let's ask the questions and get and get the information first. And the great thing is, is once you have that information, then you can preload that into the systems and actually let travelers know, hey, if you're going to this facility, so you're aware they do a team nursing model. So this is what you can expect on any on, on a day on a shift. And I think that's extremely helpful. Amazing. Thank you. Um, so one of the one of the key words that you said in there was flexibility. And I know that that's something that we are that's a key word that we're always saying to our travelers. It's important to be flexible. Um, let's flip it around a little bit, though. How is fusion? Um, how do we work to be flexible or work to adapt to the, to the different needs of travelers um, whenever we're experiencing market shifts? I think do you want me to, I can go. Um, I think one of the, the key things that allows for flexibility is I think it honestly starts with with training and it starts with empowering our our sales teammates. So um, they really are empowered to understand the needs of the travelers. And, you know, obviously there's guardrails of what is and is not you know acceptable, but really empowering them to be to be flexible. Uh, you know, part of that flexibility also entails, you know, again, figuring out the why. 
uh, I think if you could find out a person's why and why, you know, why does somebody want to travel or what are they hoping to accomplish? Um, that really helps you then to be creative and um, finding something that that really meets their needs. And I mean, what we found is, I mean, people travel for a variety of reasons. And so, you know, there are those people that are going to be the, you know, hey, I can only travel Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I can um, I can only work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I can only work this shift. I can be, you know, this low, this proximity to my home. And I think that's just the, the, the core of that, I think, goes back to what Kendall talked about earlier is it's having a strong relationship and and really understanding the why that helps you be so much more flexible and and meeting that traveler's needs. Because um, at the core of all of this, it is it's it's having an impact on patients and it's making sure that it's an experience for the traveler. I mean, that is our healthcare team that it's an experience and we want to meet them along every step of the way where they want to be. Love that. Very well said. Um, so let's start with like building that relationship. Kendall, imagine that you're about to have your first call with a brand new traveler. How can they best be prepared for that conversation with you and for the beginning of this journey and the relationship that they're going to have with you throughout their career? Uh, great question. There, there's so many different facets to think about when it comes to the first call, especially if they've already talked to maybe a couple other recruiters. Um, I'd say my best advice is to have expectations about hearing factual stuff like how does pay work? How does housing work? What's this like, you know, 30,000 foot view process look like? Um, but then outside of that, don't come with any expectations. Let let somebody, I mean, I hate to be like cheesy here, but like let somebody like sweep you off your feet, essentially. Like don't don't settle with the first place you call. And even if they're monotone, maybe they don't match your energy. Like don't be like, okay, well, that's the first place I called. I better go with this one. Like let somebody you know, catch you off guard and be like, wow, this was a really good conversation. Like I connected with this person go that way. And I'll be the first to admit I've had first recruit calls that did not go well. And we just did not match one another. And maybe they found another fusion recruiter. Maybe they found another, another agency. Sometimes it just doesn't blend well and that's okay. So I'd say some advice for, for first time recruiters or first time travelers, pardon me, uh, is to allow that to happen. Maybe call a couple agencies until you find that that perfect fit, one that uh, meshes well with you. Because like we've already mentioned several times here, that relationship piece is so important. Like you want somebody who you can consider kind of a buddy to call and say, hey, this assignment isn't what I expected. Like, what do we do now? Um, and I can confidently say I have several relationships like that where people can call me and say, what's up? Hey, man, this stinks and I need some help. What do we do? Um, Outside of that, I would say, be honest with your goals. And Amber touched on that too. Be honest about what you want to do. Let's take money out of it. Money's always going to be a thing. And, and I'm always going to try and get you as much as we can. I don't know any any recruiters that, that don't want to help you out as far as money goes. So let's take that out of it. Be honest about your goals, about location. Are you trying to get somewhere because you got some family that you really want to spend more time with? Are you an empty nester and you're like, all right, kids are out. I'm ready to go experience the world. Let's, let's go somewhere fun. Um, or is it, uh, is it based on like getting it to a new hospital that has, you know, uh, like a great reputation? You know, I got people who want to build their resume and they want to go to the Johns Hopkins. They want to go to Dartmouth. They want to go to these places that have big names. Like if you're honest about those goals as a recruiter, it, it makes it so much easier for us to, to get you where you want to go. If it's a place that doesn't fit those things, chances are, I might not even run it by you unless I think it could be a good fit. But if we're honest about what our goals are, uh, it's so much easier to pursue those and, and make it a really positive experience and positive relationship. Um, otherwise, I, I touched on it already. Uh, find somebody that you enjoy talking with. Find somebody that it's a really strong relationship because it's not always easy. You get to that first assignment and you get hit in the face and you're like, what the heck did I walk into? You want somebody who's going to be there to be flexible with you and be collaborative with you. So. Uh, have some expectations, but be open-minded, find somebody that sweeps you off your feet. I'm going to stick with that line. Uh, sweeps you off your feet. I love it. Be open with your goals. Be honest about your goals and, and, and what you want to accomplish with traveling. Perfect. That's great advice. Um, so now that we kind of understand each of your guys' roles, uh, and with the team you lead, we kind of understand all this. Um, we want to work through some real life examples uh, of how you guys are working together and then um, how you're handling different scenarios um, like individually. So the first scenario is one that we've kind of already hit on, 
Um, but we, so let's say that a traveler is in a little too deep in a facility. Um, the pace is maybe a little too quick for them and they're, uh, not really used to exactly how things are working at this facility. They've reached out to us explaining that they may need to dial it back. How would we handle that? Uh, Kendall, do you want to start with maybe how the phone call would go and kind of, uh, the transparency or what you would expect from the traveler as far as communication goes? Yeah. What I would expect to is probably there's going to be emotion involved with it. Nursing is hard. I've never done it and I know it's really hard. So I can't imagine having done it and knowing what that feeling is like. So you can expect some emotion involved with it too. My first initial step is get on the phone and listen, be an ear, put on your headset and just listen to what's going on, but actively listen, jot down notes when you can, uh, but just make sure that they know they have a voice. I'd honestly argue seven times out of 10, maybe eight times out of 10. It's usually, hey, thanks for listening. Got it off my chest. I was just mad. My, my shift last night stunk. I needed somebody to talk to. And, and usually that's it. That might be the last time you hear about it. They just needed to get some frustration out. Um, if it's not that, and it's more so, it's no longer a challenging situation. It's a, I need a change situation. That's when I would employ someone like uh, Amber or anyone from her team and say, hey, Here's what I got going on. Take some good notes. As a recruiter, you should be taking some good notes about what's going on. Fill in the clinical uh, teammate as best you can on what it is and, and come up with a solution together. Is it a change to a new unit? Is it, like I mentioned before, we don't want to get to this point, but is it time to step back from this contract and maybe do a notice and say, hey, before I before I make a big mistake, it's, it's time for me to do something different. Um, but it starts with a good conversation right off the bat. Be a, be a good active listener, be honest with your your recruiter too about what's going on um, and trust that it's not a, oh boy, here we go again on the other line. It's, it's we really do wanna help and we wanna listen to you because like I said before, not a lot of us have been nurses. We don't know what it's like. We don't know that those, those real trials and tribulations are. We need to hear it from you and we need you to be honest so that we can make the best next step for you. That's great. And we've talked a little bit on the clinical side about how you guys support the travelers in those scenarios, but I would love for you to kind of explain how your team is making sure that our travelers don't get to that point that, you know, we're doing everything we can to make sure that they're never feeling overwhelmed. Do you mind explaining that a little bit, Amber? Sure, absolutely. So um, our team, uh, again, we talked about just upfront early on in the training process, we really hope to and still with our, our sales teammates that like, please call anytime. Let us know if you need help. We're here. We would much rather be proactive and, you know, prevent um, some, someone being in a situation where they don't feel well, they don't feel comfortable. And so oftentimes um, we will uh, have some of the recruiters, they may reach out and say, Hey, can you help me here? Like, take a look at my, at, at my, uh, traveler's experience. Can you review the resume with me? This is, these are a couple of jobs they're interested in. Um, and we, we tend to know our, the facilities really well, um, just because after working, you know, the travelers, you know, what experience needed, what, what, what type of experience really lends itself to success? Maybe where, um, do people kind of struggle? Where are some pain points? So we'll look at that even prior to a placement and say, you know what, this, um, this, uh, person's resume looks really good, but oftentimes we're like, Hey, do you mind if we just give them a call? Let us reach out and we'll just, we'll walk through the, whoever the clinician is, we'll walk through their experience. We'll talk them through, you know, give me an example of, you know, your last couple shifts. Like what, what was your patient assignment? What kind of diagnoses did you have? Uh, what was the care model where, cause we don't ever want to put somebody in a scenario where they, they don't feel comfortable and where they feel their license at, is at risk. Because at the end of the day, again, it's about people feeling comfortable and providing the, the level of care that they want to be able to provide and, and then having great patient outcomes. So um, we oftentimes will partner up front and say, you know, yes, this, this is a good fit or, Hey, this doesn't look like the best assignment, but it looks like there's some openings at this facility. This would be a much better skill set. Is this something that um, would maybe be make more sense for for the traveler? So, um, we do a lot of that just upfront to try to prevent anything that that comes up on the backside. Yeah, we're never trying to throw anyone out into the deep end, right? <laughs> no, never. That's I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Um, I know, you know, Kendall wouldn't want somebody to do that to him. That's uh, I think we all. That's one thing that. Uh, was really drove me when I, and really hit home with me when I started here is uh, all, everyone on our team ha generally has the best interests of 
people and patients. That is, that's what that is at the core of what we do. And it's a pretty cool thing. You know, we have people that are like, I wanted to be in healthcare. I realized I couldn't handle needles or blood. So this is how I get to have an impact, still impact patients, but it do it in a way that makes me maybe not pass out, um, not faint. So um, I really think that at, at the end of the day, everyone wants what's right and what's best for everyone involved. And so um, we we really focus a lot on how do we prevent it. Thing is, is we're never going to be there. Never a hundred percent of the time, things aren't always going to be as they may seem. And so that's where the importance of again, having that relationship and um, Kendall and team do an excellent job of saying, hey, this is what's going on. Would you mind talking? Would you mind talking to my to my travelers in the field? And let's understand is, you know, what's happened. Sometimes it's just, hey, there here's a couple things that we know that will help lend itself to success. And um, maybe we'll work with the manager on the unit at the facility to say, you know, can we get another day, another shift of orientation? It just depends on what is needed for that situation. Amazing. Good to know that there are options. Oh, yes. Um, There's always so, options. <laughs> um, so for our next scenario, uh, let's say that a traveler gets to an assignment and the facility realizes that after just a few weeks, uh, the facility doesn't actually need that extra hand anymore. So they release the traveler before the contract's actually up. How is our team making sure to support travelers during this intense need to be flexible? Uh, I can I can run with that one. That one's easy for me. Uh, it's it's unfortunate. It happens. I think the first thing you need to understand, we have the great conversation first. That's number one. Again, there's going to be maybe some emotion involved. Did I do something wrong? What happened? Why did they even need me in the first place? Trust me, your recruiter is already asking those questions. They probably already had a moment to be frustrated themselves. But then after that, you know, 10 to 15 seconds of being angry about it, it's, you know, let's call this traveler and have a good conversation. So on my end, it's it's simple because quick explanation, hey, that's the nature of traveling sometimes is they have a need one day, maybe they hired some staff, maybe they had some switches with, you know, different shifts and everything. And next thing you know, that day shift need they had you for it is no longer there. It's it's frustrating. It's a huge bummer for everyone involved. But in my opinion, it's next best action. You hear that a lot. It's like, what can we do now? And a good recruiter will have your profile ready to rock in in moments. Let's get your resume updated. Was there anybody at the assignment that you buddied up with that could give you a great reference? Any charge nurses or supervisors that could do you a solid and get you a great reference? And, and we have all the tools in front of us to find you a new assignment. Um, next question is, you know, do you want to take your foot off the gas for a second and then find something? Or are you saying, hey, what's in the area? Let's get something ASAP. I always say that I match pace and I think a lot of other recruiters do. If you're go, 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 let's find something right now. Let's do it. If you're like, shoot, Kendall, this this stunk, I need to take a foot off the gas for a second and kind of get my bearings straight again, by all means. But I'm here. I'm going to be bugging you in, the, in a week or so to find something soon. So to me, that that is a, a bummer of a situation. It always is. But it's a simple solution of, OK, well, let's find something new right away. I have all the tools to do so. So you're in good hands. If, if that assignment ends, you know, in an untimely fashion, it's going to be OK. We'll find you something new. It's no demerit on you. It's nothing you did wrong. It's just the nature of the industry sometimes, the ugly side. <laughs> and uh, and we're here to make it better and get you some somewhere else ASAP. And speaking of that nature of the industry, uh, Amber, as a nurse yourself, do you have any insight on kind of how uh, someone experiencing this can kind of navigate it, like maybe even emotionally? Yeah, absolutely. So I think especially if this is maybe your, your first travel contract or maybe it's the first time that you've had a contract that has ended prematurely, um, I think oftentimes the first thing as I, I, I feel like as nurses, we tend to be our own worst critic, right? So we tend to say like, what did I do? What did, is there something I did wrong? And I think that having that open and honest conversation, feeling empowered to have that with the manager at the facility to say, you know, I absolutely understand. I just want to make sure, is there something that, is there something that I did? Is there something that I didn't do? And also having that conversation with your recruiter, um, more often than not, it really is just the, unfortunately, the, the facility changed. They no longer had a need. Um, somebody came back from medical leave early. You know, there's so many different various reasons, but I think uh, one of the things as nurses, we hold ourselves to such a high standard and really any of us in healthcare, we hold ourselves to such a high standard that when something ends prematurely, um, it just doesn't feel good, even if it's nothing that we've done. But um, I think starting with that, that'll help 
you to feel better, just to say, look, I, you didn't do anything wrong. This is why. Um, I always think that it's important for you to, for you to know the why. Um, that's one thing that's really, really important about when you find you know, who, who you want to work with and what travel company you want to work with is making sure you have that open and honest relationship. Um, you know, I would say the good, the bad, and the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, if there's something that that created it to have to end, then what it, you know, what can we do to impact that? Is there something that we need to work on? Is there any upskilling we need to do? So I think um, making sure that you have that that relationship is key. Uh, I think also, and Kendall alluded to this a little bit earlier, but being honest with yourself as well. And it could be something that it's like, oh my gosh, I, you know, if you're a planner and now you have to quickly, you know pivot, possibly, you know, move, relocate, that can be stressful. And so I think giving yourself a little bit of grace and realizing that, you know, give yourself a moment. At times I could say there's almost like a mourning process or a grieving process at the, you know, the, the loss of something that, that an assignment that ended early. And so I think giving yourself a little bit of grace and also being realistic with your expectations, you know, that can be a lot to try to pivot quickly, move, and maybe trying to find a new assignment. And so um, I would say focus on your own um, well-being, a focus on your health. And the great thing is, is, is Kendall and teams, you know, then they can focus on getting to work, say, okay, where, where do you want to go next? What does that look like? Um, but utilize, utilize your resources and, and really just being open and honest and saying, look, like this, this really is crummy. Like it didn't feel good. Um, again, even though you did nothing wrong, it still doesn't feel good. So. Yeah. Amber, Amber nailed it. This, that exact situation just happened to me last week. Ends with a positive story. Just before we started this, he signed a contract for a new spot. But I had a guy, he's been, he's been a search tech for years and years. He found out his, his contract was ending early. Nothing he did, purely a facility decision on a financial side and nothing to do with him. Even though I told him that, he still called me and said that he was so disappointed in himself. He's never had this happen. What did he do wrong? And I, I kind of had to yell at him and be like, dude, you are awesome. Your reference, I got references for him. They both said, so awesome. We, we hate to see this happen. And I had to basically yell at him and tell him, dude, you are great. Nothing you did wrong. Now, what do we do? Let's find you something new. And he was, you know, I appreciate him. He was ready to rock and submitted to a bunch of ideas. And, and again, happy ending. He got the job. But that exact thing happened, Amber, just like this week to me yeah. or last week. So um, happy ending. He got the job. But I mean, those things happen all the time. So um, it's all about your approach to tackling it. Let's let's spend that time to be frustrated and maybe have you know some emotional reactions to it. But then it's okay. Now what do we do next? Let's let's get after this together as a team. Yeah, and I think that that is a really great example of why it's so important to have a recruiter like Kindle that is, you know, almost like your boxing coach in the corner. You know, spraying water on you, telling you to shake it off and get back out there, and you know. <laughs> throw some punches <laughs> obviously metaphorical punches yes metaphorical punches hopefully not real punches but no that's awesome i like to think of myself as a boxing coach now i'm gonna roll with that leah we'll put it on your bio that's what we'll do <laughs> that's awesome uh okay so we have one more scenario um let's say there is a conflict at the facility no punching is involved there's no punches being thrown in this scenario so we're clear um but let's say that there is a conflict at the facility maybe it's perm staff versus travelers or even conflict between traveler and some of the management at the facility what is some advice that we would give our travelers to make sure that their time on assignment is as harmonious as possible uh, i can for me to go i can go on this one if you want I got an answer too, but go ahead. Yeah, so we'll, we'll both go. Um, so I think there's a couple of things. I think first of all, it's important that um, I always tell the travelers, like if you are having any, if you're having struggles, instead of outwardly having those struggles at the facility, like reach out to us, reach out to someone on my, my team, reach out to Kendall, reach out to whomever, but talk it through with us and maybe we can help talk you through those situations. Um, if it's a situation where there is maybe a, uh, the, 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 feedback or communication that one of our travelers is getting, maybe the feedback from the manager is different than the charge nurse, or maybe there's some challenges um, where there's just, it's just inappropriate on the unit. Um, we will actually, you know, on the clinician's behalf, we'll let, let us have that conversation and try to work through, okay, what is, what is a good plan look like for this? Um, and there's always going to be different situations. You know, at the end of the day, we always coach people to say, just remember, like, we're a guest in their house, right? So we want to go in with an open mind. Um, but that also doesn't mean that 
it's okay for people to be mistreated. Uh, that's, you know, that that's not okay. Everyone wants the same thing, as, which is to provide excellent patient care. And so um, really digging into the core of what, what is happening at the facility um, and then allowing us, if there is a scenario where, hey, we need to just have a conversation, reset expectations with, um, with everyone that's involved in the situation, we can also get on those calls and help really facilitate through that. Um, you know, the facilities, uh, one of the biggest things now is I, I think we all, social media is huge. And for a facility, I always want to do my best to help them understand that um, presence on social media is is key. And, you know, people are going to share experiences. And if it's a negative experience, it's going to be a challenge to try to find travelers who want to go there and work. And, you know, that's going to lead to challenges potentially with permanent staffing as well. So we want to be a good partner for our travelers as well as our facilities. And so I think just really, again, being open, honest and having those conversations about, hey, this is this is kind of the expectation. This is what's occurring. And how do we move forward with the plan that resolves this for everyone involved? Nice. Kendall, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, um, I would say, and Amber mentioned it earlier, your first few days on that unit and orientation can be busy and you can be all over the building. Um, you never know where you might be during orientation but make it a point to introduce yourself and get on great terms right out right away with your direct supervisor, the coordinator you might bump into, the scheduler, the manager, of course, because when these situations do arise, don't let that be your first ever conversation. Six weeks into the assignment, something bad happens, and that's the first time you ever talk to the manager. There's no relationship built there. There's no rapport built there. But on the other hand, if you introduce yourself right off the bat, especially nowadays with auto offers. I mean, you might not talk to your manager until you actually get to the facility. Make it a point to be that person to introduce yourself and tell them who you are, tell them why you're there, get to know them a little bit and makes those conversations go way smoother. Now, if the issue is with the manager, I would still encourage you to, to find a time and be as gracious as possible and say, can we find a quick time to chat I've got some frustrations. I know that's hard, and, and especially being a traveler and an outsider, trying to talk to a manager and have this conversation about some struggles, that is a challenge and something that anybody in any workplace would probably have a hard time with. Um, so I would always encourage that. I think those conversations go a long ways because in my opinion, the last thing we wanna do, the last resort is doing the, let's call the vendor and see if the vendor can send a message to their HR and then HR to the manager. Like so many lines of communication can be eliminated by having a direct conversation. So again, I know it's hard and to any travelers out there saying, it's not that easy, Kendall. I know it's not, but but give it an honest attempt. And if you can call me later and say, Kendall, I tried and he or she's still being difficult. I don't know what to do. I'm at a loss. Okay, let me call my client manager. Let me call my clinical teammates and let's decide what to do with this contract. If this is a good fit anymore or not, if it's something we can work through great, and if it's not, Let's work as, again as a team and move on and try something new. But again, always try and talk directly, eliminate any confusion, no no adult games of telephone where if one person says one thing and by the time it gets back to this manager, it's completely different. Um, let's just have a real conversation up front. And if it doesn't work, then, then let's tackle it in a different way. Amazing advice. I love what you said about like the introducing yourself and establishing that relationship that is so important yeah don't you know, be ashamed. Have, yeah have that relationship that is to know who is your you know to know who you're reporting to and to have that communication i think just opens up that opens up those lines and it really really goes i mean really makes a big difference for night shifters too i'd add that you, they say a lot of times like well i don't see my manager a lot and that's normal for night shift for a lot of different floors. They might be leaving right when you get there. But I know for a fact you work with the charge nurse. There's always a charge nurse. Introduce yourself to them. Like that's that next, you know, supervisor, next person that you can talk to to lean on too. So get to know whoever you can that can help out with situations like that for down the road, even if it's not a manager. Uh, doesn't matter who it is. I mean, again, introduce yourself. Don't be a stranger in those situations. Great, Great advice, both of you. Um, so these are these scenarios are more uh, these are bound to happen eventually when travelers are working on assignment, right? So what are some of the qualities of our most successful travelers that both of you guys have worked with? Um, maybe some of traits, some traits that they have that have helped them navigate through some of these hard situations that we've talked about. Uh, for me, uh, I 
I'd encourage people if they don't already have it to develop it a uh, little bit of a thick skin. Uh, it's always, I mean, these, again, these assignments you get there, it's way different than what you interviewed for. It's way different than just the cool picture of the new hospital that they just built. I mean, once you're in the walls, it's a, it's a whole different ball game. Having thick skin, I think goes a long ways too, because when you're an outsider looking in, wh whether, whether or not you've got some friends on the unit already, there's, there's sometimes some issues and friction between staff and travelers. And that's sometimes the nature of going to a, maybe a challenging travel assignment. Um, I've had plenty of people who've gone and said like, yeah, it's not my favorite assignment, but I'll make it through. You know, I, I love answers like that because it's like, hey, it is what it is, but let's find it. Let's find another one that's good down the road. Let's let's get this a good one next time. Um, and on top of that, the the F word we've been saying a bunch of flexibility. That one that one is huge. Uh, you're walking into a place that has a need for a traveler and there's a reason they have a need for a traveler. Sometimes it's because maybe somebody's out on maternity leave or somebody's you know, spouse got a job and, and they're out all of a sudden they need some quick help. Most of the time it's it's due to some turnover and they need some help really quick. You're walking into a situation that may not be the, the greatest in the world. Um, they wouldn't need you otherwise. So I think walking into to a new assignment with the expectation of this could be a challenge and this could be something new for me. Um, different than my staff hospital I just left or something that, that I was used to for a long time, having basically no expectation, expect to have no expectations um, and being ready to adjust accordingly to however that facility might run or that management right, might run. Amber, did you have any qualities or traits that you wanted to add on to that? Um, just a couple. I think um, I love that flexibility is key. Um, that is, you know, that's one of the benefits of, of going, you know, and being a traveler versus being firm staff is that flexibility. So that is key. I can't say that enough. Um, I think also having an open mind. Um, there are often different ways to do things. And just because it was done a certain way, maybe at the last facility or your, your perm facility where you worked, um, coming in and trying to vocalize that maybe to those around you um, can make people feel like you're not respecting the culture that's there at the facility. And I just, I think that that goes a, a long way to, um, you know, really don't go in and try to change everything. Um, again, having an open mind. Um, and I think the other is just uh, really, really being willing to put in the investment to also build and establish relationships. Um, you know, if you have to also be willing to put yourself out there a little bit. And I think at times experiences are as much as you also want to uh, you're willing to put into them. And um, it really is a two way street. And so um, there's all different just as this says there's different kinds of facilities. There are different personalities of people who are taking temporary or travel assignments. And so for the, the people on the unit, you know, you don't know, maybe the last person they had was extremely standoffish and didn't want to be part of the unit's culture and, you know, be invited on the potlucks or whatever that is. I think it's always just really important to, you know, know what your expectations are, but then also be an active participant in building those relationships. That's great advice. Even maybe outside of travel nursing. That's just good advice. <laughs> an active yeah, participant. I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, okay, so we have a huge conference coming up, obviously. September 17th is the first day of TravCon. Amber, this is your first year attending, right? It is, yeah. I've had several of my team members in the past attend, but this is my first year attending and then being having the opportunity to, to hopefully be on a, or be on a panel and, and help some of the travelers, maybe give them some good feedback. Uh, what kind of things uh, do you think attendees can expect from Fusion Medical staffing and maybe even a little bit about your panel? Sure. Um, you know, my my goal, I think, for for the panel first, I think um, just in expecting to hopefully give you some more tools in your tool belt to how to, how to deal with and navigate challenging situations. Um, I think that the landscape of our environment has changed substantially over the last few years. And so uh, hopefully we can take uh, just a lot of our experience and really equip them with different tools to, to help them navigate um, their travel career more successfully. Um, and really from Fusion, you can expect incredible things at the booth. We are always known for having an awesome booth. So super excited. I, I can't give away a lot of things, but just know it's going to be, I think, bright colors, really cool stuff. So uh, you definitely have to stop by the booth. Uh, you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me as we were planning and some of the on-site is that uh, it, it our team at Fusion doesn't force the experience. You can be as have as little or as... Uh, as much communication and interaction with our team at the booth as you want. And I think that's the really cool thing is 
everyone is just authentically them. And there's something to be said about people just being themselves and not having a different persona. And I think that's something that I very quickly found at here when I started is everyone is just themselves. It doesn't matter um, who they're interacting with. They're, they just, they are themselves. And I think you can expect to see that at, at TravCon plus a lot of fun. I think we're the best around. <laughs> oh yeah. And someone who in the past has represented us being their authentic self is Kindle. Um, so you've been, rep you've represented Fusion, what, three or four times at TravCon? Twice. Just twice. twice. Just twice. Last year. Yep. Last year and the year prior. Um, so since you have like the background history of how our booth kind of works, what do you think some of the perks of travelers stopping by our booth are? Well, get ready for the dunk tank. Um, just kidding. <laughs> um, expect, expect people being genuine. And, and I'd say one of the best questions you can ask if you're, if you're, if you're going to TravCon and you're truly trying to meet agencies and people who work for them and, and really select maybe what your next destination might be. One question I'd ask is, do you like working for blank? Ask them if they like working for Fusion. Ask them if they like working for whatever whatever agency you might be in front of and listen to their answer. If it's a canned answer, I mean, that would, that would steer me in a different direction. Um, I'm thinking about the people who attended last year and I had a blast with the people that went on, on my team and the pitching team and other divisions represented, of course. Um, and I can't think of anybody who wouldn't give a great answer and like give you an honest answer and, and make you feel like, wow, that sounds like a, a great place to work because it is. So I would I would ask that question along with, you know, classic questions about what can your agency do for blank, but ask them if they like working there. Do you want to work with somebody who actually enjoys their job, in yeah. my opinion? And I think you're going to meet a lot of people who are who are excited and fun. They're not picking, you know, duds to go to these conferences. They want fun people to talk to. But ask that question. I think that's a really impactful question. But on top of that, as far as our booth goes, um, always going to be some cool stuff. I have no idea what's going this year, but I imagine our marketing team, they're, they're a bunch of geniuses. They got something great. They always have the best swag. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's usually, it's expect there to be a line. The two years I've gone, there has been a line at the fusion booth. Give it some time. We will get to you. I promise. Yeah. Probably because there's a good conversation going on. So I'd say, uh, you know, if there's a line, it probably means there's something good to wait for. Um, on top of that though, just more, more advice. If you have a great conversation with somebody, they have an email that you can email right then and there. Yeah. Give them your email and say, hey, email me right now. That way, when you go back to your computer or your phone at night after a long day of meeting a dozen people, probably three dozen people, you can look in your email and be like, oh, yeah, that's Kendall from Fusion. I had a great conversation with him. You're going to end up with a million business cards from a million people you don't remember. But if you have a memorable conversation that goes well, Ask them to email you right there on yeah. the spot. That way you know, like, yep, that's the one that I had a great conversation with. They're the ones with the really cool hats or whatever it was. And you can have, and then you can go from there and, and turn it into business the next week and be like, hey, we had a great conversation last week at TravCon. I'd love to work with you. So collect business cards, do whatever you want, keep notes. But I would say, hey, have them email you right there on the spot. But that's otherwise, nice. go to the speakers, go have fun. Go gamble a little bit. Go crazy. Like get some CEUs. Yeah, CEUs. Right. Some CEUs. Yeah. Knock out some CEUs. Yeah. And meet people too, right? Meet other people. Like yeah. network. I mean, have fun. Open yourself up. And I think meeting people is such a cool thing. I I always think it's a blast. I can think of the three uh, people who they all became empty nesters and traveled together. And I just, I loved hearing their stories. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, like meet people. There's nothing better than having a, just a community of people. Yeah. If it's anything like last year and the year prior in that conference room, there's lots of people eating lunch and there's going to be a table where it's eight chairs and three are taken up and you've got a group of four with you. Don't go find a spot that's wide open for a table. You're not going to, they're all filled. But if there's four spots open at a table, go take them and introduce yourself to the people there. The next thing you know, you're at the, the nightclub for the big party and you're, Having a great time with them on the dance. No idea yes. who you can hang out with. But, but be be a social butterfly. You're, you're at a giant TravCon or a giant conference in Vegas. You're going to bump into people. Might as yeah. well introduce Enjoy. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Make the most of it. Well, mm -hmm. thank you, Amber and Kendall, for your perspectives on all these questions and scenarios. 
Um, travelers that are listening, we have so many channels where you can ask people just like Kendall and Amber more questions about your career. Um, those are including our social media channels. We have Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, plus a lot of Facebook groups that you guys can get in to ask each other questions. Um, in addition to that, we also have a blog on the Fusion Medical Staffing side that is going to hold so much information about insurance, housing, all kinds of things that you need to know um, that are just more tools in your toolbox whenever you're navigating your career. Um, and for those of you who are wanting some FaceTime with Fusion Medical Staffing, just like Kendall and Amber talked about, we're going to have some amazing reps at our uh, booth. Um, we will be at booth 440. So you can ask all of our recruiters any questions you have while also snagging some very cool swag. I'm not allowed to say what swag we're giving away. I'm so sorry, but I promise it will be well worth the line that Kindle says there will be. So <laughs> amazing. Do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap up? No, I'm just like excited, excited to meet people. I say if people see us like, please introduce yourselves. That's I, I, I love the people. I can't wait to meet, meet as many as possible. Yep. I'll be back here in Omaha. So my only advice is have fun without me. Don't do anything I want to do. Perfect. <laughs> well, don't forget booth 440. We will see you guys in 40. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.